Welcome to the Octave Sweat Equity Podcast, a show designed exclusively for gym owners and fitness enthusiasts like you. I'm your host, Mark Fawzi. At the time of recording, this is the first week of January, and in the spirit of the new year, I wanted to start the year by doing a different type of episode, taking on a slightly different format to our usual, where we usually interview a guest. And to kick off the year, I wanted to share a few thoughts with our listeners and our community about how to build really good habits and set yourself up for success. Now, what I want to just reiterate is what we talk about on this podcast, it's never really supposed to feel like advice. Uh, what I aim to do, something that I heard uh, that, that really made a lot of sense to me, was that people don't really follow advice, but they learn from experiences. So I wanted to share some of my personal experiences with you, um, things that have really helped me over the years and specifically in, in this last uh, phase. Um, and I, I really hope that it can help you to shape um, who you want to be and how you want to live in order to achieve high performance and, and success in many aspects of life. Now, we all know that health is multifaceted. So health is not just physical fitness um, or strength. Um, health includes things like mental health, mindset, uh, sleep quality, nutrition, recovery, and all of these things play into this big holistic thing we call health. So to give you a little bit of background around our year last year and why this is really at the forefront of my mind and probably going to be the theme of, of a few upcoming episodes um, of Sweat Equity. Last year, as a business, um, Octave had its biggest year yet. And if we look at the outside of it and the numbers, um, we tripled our staff complement. So our team has grown by three times. Um, we are working with 300 plus more gyms. So new clients, um, we surpassed the 100,000 user mark on our platform. We doubled our revenue. And so from the outside, it looks like, you know, things are really good, which, you know, they are. Um, but at the same time, life has many demands and challenges. Um, I'm a dad of, of two kids um, and, and, and everything that comes with family life trying to balance family life with business, um, as well as maintaining my physical and mental health. So a lot of the people listening to this um, are fellow gym owners, um, business owners, uh, high-performing individuals, whether it's in their career uh, or their sports. And a lot of the principles I'm going to share with you today are things that have helped me, but I think that it's not a one-size-fits-all. So what's really important to understand is that everyone really needs to find what works for them. And that self-awareness is key of knowing yourself, knowing your body, knowing your mind, and being aware of what helps you and what doesn't serve you. So towards the end of last year, so I've just spoken about this big, uh, this big breakout year we had last year. Um, personally for me, the last three months of last year, I started reaching that personal level of just an empty tank 
of, um, you know, feeling drained, feeling tired. Um, just to put it in perspective, in the last two months of last year, I had three international trips for industry events. Um, I had new people starting at the, in, in the business. We were building a whole lot of new processes. Um, we were building our plan for 2024 for our kind of, for the business. Uh, we had key members start, key members also leave. And this is all part and parcel of running a business. But towards the end of last year, I was definitely feeling mentally uh, and emotionally drained, um, despite all the good things that have been happening. Um, and I remember very distinctly, it was, it was after, right at the end of the year, after our year-end party, I had just gotten back from Germany where I had like a 24-hour flight delay, um, got back, had a full week of work immediately upon return, followed by our year-end staff function, which was a lot of fun. And we had a friends miss, um, a group of friends that we, we went out and, and had a, a Christmas lunch with. And by that Sunday, I was feeling completely finished. And my anxiety at the time was the fact that it's two weeks till January 2024, and I want to come back and I want to feel energized. And, uh, you know, I really want to start the year uh, on a good note. And this kind of brings me to the power of fresh starts. Um, a lot of people don't believe in New Year's resolutions. Um, I also am skeptical about New Year's resolutions. But I believe that there's a big, big, there's a profound impact of fresh starts and whether it's mentally or physically. And so my wife and I sat down in that middle, middle December and we decided to do a few things um, just to get our kind of physical and mental health in check and to make sure that the two weeks at the end of December are not spent overindulging and um, you know starting the new year needing a holiday from the holiday. Uh, so we did some simple things like we made sure to, uh, we cut out alcohol completely, um, except for like one occasion. Um, so I realized that actually alcohol wasn't serving me, even though I don't usually drink too much in one sitting, but a festive season uh, where you are seeing friends and family on a daily basis can very quickly add up and you wake up in the morning um, and I personally feel exhausted and mentally kind of drained. Um, and then gets to the evening time and you have another event or a gathering and just the cycle continues. So um, I cut out alcohol, I cut out sugar um, because sugar has like a similar effect, uh, you know, not, not great for, for the body um, in excess. And lo and behold, um, in January, I feel completely energized and, and ready for a big year ahead. So this really was the catalyst of starting to think about like, what can I share with you in terms of little things that have worked for me in the past um, that, that I think are very useful? I've, I've kind of broken it up into three pieces of, you know, physical health, mental health, mindset, like three of the very, very important things. In terms of physical health, I use a whoop, um, a whoop strap. Uh, essentially what it is, it's, it's a tracker that tracks uh, sleep, recovery and strain. Um, not very unlike the Apple watches and the Garmin watches of the world. 
Um, however, the analytics that I get from it are, are very strong and uh, very insightful. It allows me to adjust my lifestyle according to my body's needs. So very, very interesting is like as soon as I got the whoop, I realized that even if I have one glass of wine with dinner, it affects the quality of my sleep. So I may have a full night's sleep, but what I can see is that my recovery the next day is not great. And that's due to, you know, increased respiratory rate and heart rate and so on during your sleep. So you don't get into those deep sleep zones. Um, another thing is, you know, the effect of um, exercise and meditation and aspects like that that can tangibly increase um, your biomarkers. So in terms of physical health, I, I really like have benefited from having technology to help me track my lifestyle and my and my biomarkers um, to, 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 to help me be aware of like what I need to adjust and so on. Um, in terms of exercise, you know, we all know we need to be exercising and that exercise is really good for physical health and mental health. Um, but over the years, I've gone through doing martial arts, doing CrossFit, doing yoga, doing running, um, and I've kind of bounced between those disciplines. Um, and I'm the kind of person who I don't do things in half measures. So when I decide that I want to get uh, into CrossFit, I kind of I go all out. I get all the gear. I go every day. I try lift the heaviest weights, um, highest intensity, and so on. But over the years, what I've realized is. Uh, consistency actually trumps intensity. So consistency always trump, trumps intensity. So what I've realized is whatever workout I do today, I have to make sure that I can actually work out tomorrow again. So if I go too hard today and I'm too sore tomorrow to work out, that actually takes away from the goal. So I'm not going to win it in one workout and I'm not going to win it in one meal. Uh, same goes for nutrition. If I try to go too extreme with my nutrition, usually the bounce back is, is uh, diminishes all the efforts that, that I've put in. So trying to be as consistent as possible and having some things that really um, I can do every single day. At the moment, what that looks like for me is I'm doing yoga uh, three to four times a week and I'm running three to four times a week. Um, obviously, depending if I do yoga three times and I run three times, that's already six times in a week. So it just depends on... on um, how that week is and the schedule and so on. And once a week, I'll try and fit in a resistance training session. And resistance training, because if we look at uh, longevity, uh, it's been, uh, there's been so many studies on the fact that like resistance training is the one type of training that really, really aids longevity. So the, the percentage of muscle that you have um, is directly correlated to how long you live. And, and so I found this very interesting. So it allows you to have strength. It allows you to have function. Um, and so what I'm talking about is not bodybuilding or bodybuilding muscles or aesthetics. I'm talking more about just maintaining a certain level of strength and muscle that aids your life. Um, so all of these things I try to do in, in conjunction with each other to make sure that um, to make sure that I'm not overdoing it, but also that I'm getting some movement in every single day. And guess what? When I, for me, you know, when I exercise, I end up uh, having better nutrition. I make sure that I eat in a healthy way and I'm eating whole foods and 
Um, I, I don't want to be wasting all this effort that I'm making with my exercise and movement. So I eat better. And what that causes, that it causes me to sleep better. Um, and, and generally, you just feel uh, much, much more on top of the world um, than you would if any of those things fell, fell off a cliff. So for me, it's, 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 it's lifestyle first. Um, and, and when the lifestyle is good, uh, everything else really falls into place. Um, in terms of nutrition, I think with nutrition, it's, there's, there's so many diets and uh, ideas about the perfect nutrition out there. Um, I believe that it's different for, for everyone and adherence is more important than, than, than what, what it is that you, that you consume. So um, some people enjoy keto, some people enjoy paleo, um, some people enjoy intuitive eating uh, and that works for them. So it really is just whatever it is that you are willing to stick to and not demonizing anything and not like completely cutting out uh, anything because what that ends up doing is it ends up causing a mindset of lack and not a mindset of abundance. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's quite important. So in terms of physical health, you know, my conclusion is that we need to find things that are consistent and that we can adhere to. So um, building in a routine of movement, daily movement that we enjoy doing, um, that doesn't overextend our bodies to a point that I can't train again tomorrow. Um, and, and couple that with nutrition that is also um, consistent and enjoyable, uh, eating foods that we, that we like, um, but that we're aware and changing the mindset around food from an indulgence to fuel. So I always, you know, when I think about nutrition and, um, and so on, I, I think about what's going to fuel my body to meet my body and my mental needs. Um, so other than physical, you know, I'd like to move on to mental health. And it's definitely not a subject that I have any qualifications in. So these are, these are really just from my own experiences. Um, as a business owner and as a team leader and supposedly the visionary for our company, um, that means that there's a lot of demands on, on, my, on my mental output. So a lot of the time when you're working with other people and you're working with other teams and, and you've got you know, targets that, that you need to hit as a company or as an individual, um, it, is, it can be quite draining and it, it can be quite overwhelming. It can cause anxiety. Um, and anxiety is, is worrying about the things that may happen, um, whether or not they, they happen or not. Um, but I'm a culprit of somebody who has the potential to overthink certain things and to worry about certain things. And, you know, if you care about people, if you care about the people you work with, um, you end up taking quite a lot of emotional strain from, from kind of empathizing with their challenges as well. So especially if you're in a team leader position, if you're in a management position, or if you, if you have people working with or for you, um, a lot of the time you are the go-to for when they have a challenge in their life or in their career. And with me personally, sometimes I take that on myself. Um, and so like what I've come to realize over the years, and it's definitely easier said than done, but what I've come to realize is that saying, 
of, um, you know, in, in an airplane uh, safety video when they say, make sure to put your own mask on before you help others. And if you take care of yourself, you can take care of others in a much more uh, efficient and productive way. Uh, whereas if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of anyone else. So if you yourself are feeling anxious or overwhelmed, that very quickly spills over to everyone and everything around you. And it happens with me, you know, when I talk about this, it's not like I've got everything under control 100% of the time. So these things are constant mindfulness and awareness of where my mindset's at here and now and being able to identify when I'm feeling overwhelmed or anxious and to be able to do the work um, to get myself back on track. So in terms of energy, first of all, before I move into actual anxiety and overwhelm hacks, uh, they're not hacks, they're, they're practices, but in terms of energy, energy is transferable. So have you ever walked into a room where um, you walk in and you see somebody who's in that room and without them having to say anything, you either feel drained immediately or you feel uh, energetic and positive. So there are people that exude a positive energy and there are people that exude a negative energy. And the most important thing to understand as a business owner that I've come to understand is that my, my energy uh, affects everything. So the performance of our business is directly related to how my mental state is. If I'm feeling good and positive, things tend to go well. And if I'm feeling low, negative, uh, drained, emotionally, um, yeah, emotionally anxious, things tend to go badly. And more and more challenges come about. And the challenges are more difficult to solve. Uh, as business owners, uh, our whole job is problem solving and, and, and solving challenges. So the way we progress is by overcoming challenges. And you either see the challenges as something positive in that this is a challenge and once we solve this challenge, we will have progressed and moved forward. Or you see the challenge as this roadblock that's in your way, that is annoying, that is difficult. Um, and, and, and it's the same challenge and you can approach it in two different ways. Uh, the one way allows you to move forward and the other way will just bring you down and make everything more difficult and take more time. So. The energy transfer between us and the people around us directly transfers into outcome. Um, you know, outcome, it, it, it's great to, to think about the outcome, um, but I always take an inside-out approach. So if I'm feeling um, negative about something, um, I have to catch myself and be like, is this the thing that is negative or is it me that is negative? And nine times out of 10, when I change my inside uh, kind of mind, mindset around it, uh, the thing stops being negative and turns into a positive. Um, you can think about it from, let's talk about client service. So sometimes you'll have a client who has a very negative experience and is upset. And they come to the business owner or 
the employee at your business and they give you this upset and negative feedback about the experience they've had with your business. You know, there's two ways to handle that. And the one way is to think, oh, we dropped the ball, we were terrible, uh, we didn't do well, or this client is unreasonable, or they are just never happy or whatever. Or there's a way to think about it as in, this client has a negative experience, but if I turn that into a positive experience, um, or if I take the feedback and learn from it and change, um, we can move forward and we will be better for it. And I will be better for it as a person. A lot of times in those situations, um, you can turn a, a very unhappy client into a lifelong, raving, loyal client um, that, that gives you positive, positive feedback and, and, and talks highly about your business because they had a negative experience, but the way you handled it is what changed everything. In terms of practices uh, to, to manage these things, um, again, very different for everyone. But personally, I've taken to, to meditation. I've been meditating for years and years. And in terms of meditation, you know, my meditation practice has evolved over the years. So, you know, meditation comes in many forms and shapes that, that just suit the need at the time and also suits the personality of the person who's, who's having the practice. Meditation can be as simple as a one-minute um, just breathe in and out exercise, and it can be as elaborate as a, a two-hour meditation session where um, you light candles and have incense burning. <laughs> so it, it can take many different forms. High-intensity exercise can be a form of meditation because it kind of takes your mind away from everything and it focuses it on the one thing that you are doing at that time. Um, I, I definitely view that as a meditation. But essentially, what meditation and things like breath work, which are also very, very useful. So in terms of breath work, um, I do the Wim Hof style breath work, um, which is essentially just a modernized version of the ancient pranayama breathing. Um, very easy to just find it on YouTube or, or Google how it's done and, and, and read a little bit about it to, to learn about it. But from a scientific, scientific perspective, from a mindset perspective, what these things aim to do is just to stabilize your brain waves. So if you think about your brain waves as um, if you picture a, a heart scan, an ECG, and you can see all the dips and troughs with every heartbeat, uh, when your brain is full and when you are, when your mind is racing and you are overthinking and you've got a hundred different thoughts at the same time and you feel overwhelmed, you can picture your, your brain scan like a really crazy ECG. And when your mind is calm and relaxed, it's, it's a much more um, linear um, and stable line. And the, the, the point of meditation and, and practices like breath work is to stabilize your brain waves, to, to bring your brain waves down to a state where you can actually um, create. And, and that is, you know, create. The word creative comes from uh, create, and we can't create or be creative in a, an overwhelmed mindset when our brain waves are too um, all over the place. The best place to create from is from when our brain waves are calm and stable. And I say create because create takes on everything that we do that's productive. You know, being creative uh, is not, is not um, 
you know, being able to 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 draw or to sing or it's not just art. It's everything that we do in life that requires us to be of a sound mind and to create something from nothing, which is what we all what we all try to do on a daily basis. So in terms of uh, bringing those brainwaves down to a state that is manageable, um, there's different practices. Something, something that I really value is doing things that change your state. So doing something that, that gives you that, like, that takes your breath away or that completely just snaps, has the potential to snap you out of any kind of rut or mental funk that you find yourself in. And for me, I've tried um, cold exposure, so ice baths or swimming in the sea. Here in Cape Town, the sea is ice cold, so it's, it's beautiful because it's natural. I don't actually need to have an ice bath at home. And that's just an example. High-intensity exercise as well, uh, really that, that anaerobic exercise that, that makes you out of breath and gasping for air. These are all ways to change your, your state. Um, I could be having the, the worst, most overwhelming day and I have a dip in our ice cold sea um, for a minute even and I come out and I feel completely reset. Um, so, so these kinds of things are very helpful. So in terms of mental health, there's, there's a lot of different things um, that one can do. Obviously, uh, there are some serious mental health disorders like de depression and chronic anxiety, which... Um, of course, you know, seeking professional and medical help for are, are very important. Um, so I'm, I'm not talking about, about that. I'm talking about the everyday anxiety and overwhelm that we might feel. All right. So, you know, I'm going to round that off with a little bit of just mindset. Um, in, in a high performance career or as a business owner where you, where you really want to build something great, um, you know, the, the path is never linear. And, and like I said earlier, the path is full of challenges and, and things that you have to overcome. And I really believe that mindset is, is, is the, the only thing that differentiates successful um, people from, from people who haven't managed uh, a, a good level of success yet. And mindset is also the thing that keeps us on track in terms of our habits, which we spoke about, our nutrition and mental habits that we have. Um, so I think the most important thing, you know, to kick off mindset is establishing what it is that I want. Uh, a lot of people go through life without really being deliberate and intentional about really identify exactly what it is that I want. Who do I want to be? What do I want to build? Um, you know, when I started the business uh, about eight, nine years ago, I had a bit of an idea about what I wanted, but I, I didn't really know what I wanted to build. I was just excited to start a business and, and I was very excited to get our first few customers. And oh my word, this thing that we built from nothing is now something and people are using it. And, you know, there was a few years of that, of just like building as you go. But what I realized, what I came to realize is that if I don't really understand exactly what it is that I want to build, um, I'm not going to achieve that. I'm, not, I'm never going to get to that level. And um, yeah, so building, building a real clear picture of who do I want to be as a person, um, a picture of like 
what kind of health do I want to have? Um, what kind of relationship do I want to have with my family, with my partner, with my children, with my teammates, um, with my staff, with my managers? It's so important because once you build that vision, um, it makes it much easier to understand what actually needs to happen to achieve that. Um, it also makes it easier to deal with challenges because um, when, when you have a challenge, you are able to zoom out, look at the bigger picture of, okay, well, this is a challenge, but really in the greater scheme, this is what we're trying to achieve. So let's solve this challenge so we can achieve that. Without that vision, a challenge can feel like the end of the world and it can actually lead to failure. Um, so there are definitely challenges that, that once solved can lead to success and certain challenges that if we don't have the bigger picture in mind, um, it can definitely lead to failure. So what it is that I want. And, you know, in, in terms of establishing this, uh, there are practices that one can do, visualizations, um, there's uh, journaling, which which I haven't done um, personally, but I've, I've heard um, people raving about it. Um, and there's simple, you know, conversations. If you're building a business, having a conversation with your founding team or with your leadership team um, and establishing, you know, what is what is next for us? Um, then another huge aspect of mindset is ownership. So taking ownership of our lives and and taking ownership of outcomes, understanding that whatever happens in my life um, is due to I have ownership of that. I have control and responsibility for that. And again, a little disclaimer here. You know, I'm not referring to if you are in extreme poverty or if you're in a war zone and you have no control over those things. Um, I'm pretty sure that most of our listeners are not, are not in that situation. And it comes down to making sure that like, we are empowered to take ownership of the outcomes that we are looking for. It's a beautiful thing because if my outcome is dependent on things other than myself, I have no control over it. Whereas if I take ownership about outcomes of the outcomes, um, I can actually cause that outcome to happen. Um, the outcome that I have established that I want. There are, as, a, as, a, as an employer of, of people in our team, I've experienced two kinds of team members and employees. Employees that take ownership of their outcomes and employees that blame external factors on their outcomes. And what is clear as day to me is the highest performers almost never complain. It's, it's, it's the funniest thing because the people that are performing really well don't complain. And the people that are performing badly, I find usually f try to find reasons for why they are performing badly. And most of the time it's external factors and not themselves. And as soon as we can shift that perspective to empower them to understand that the reason that they are not performing the way they would like to be performing is because of certain things and and approaches that they have and not due to anyone else around them or anything else around them, the sooner we can turn that situation around. And actually, when we haven't been able to turn that situation around, 
um, those people haven't lasted in our business. So the people that complain the most are usually the lowest performers. And as soon as they understand that things are up to them, um, they end up performing well and they don't complain. It's this vicious cycle. Um, so with me, I always try and catch myself. If I find myself thinking about external factors or complaining about how things should be, um, I usually then try and catch myself and, and think about what am I doing to, to affect this outcome. Um, I want to talk about patience versus urgency. Because life is finite, time is finite, and business urgency is of such paramount importance because timing is key. So, so being first to market is always, is always beneficial. Um, being responsive to feedback is beneficial. Um, growing your business before you run out of money is critical. Um, however, you need a fair bit of patience um, to make sure that you are giving things enough time to actually happen because things don't happen overnight. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day is the, is the old saying. So, so the way I like to think of it is, is you need to have urgency in the action, in the doing, but you need to have patience with the outcome. So there, there needs to be the trust that like doing the activity and following the process will lead to the outcome. But there also needs to be the patience that this outcome might not happen overnight and it might not happen when you plan for it to happen. And that patience is key. So without the patience, it might cause you to quit. It might cause you to be frustrated and unhappy. Um, but without urgency and action, the outcome will never happen. So it's balancing urgency with, with the outcome. Um, then just, you know, some stoic philosophies is that like, we're all going to die. Everyone is, is going to die. Life is finite. And, you know, the, the, the legacy and the relevance that we want to have in the world is, is actually in the greater scheme of things, very short lived. Um, Queen Elizabeth passed away last year and, you know, now Queen Elizabeth is this thing of the past. And she was one of the, the most uh, influential and biggest names and globally in the world. Um, you know, now down to little old me, um, I'm trying to have uh, an impact on the world around me. It's, it's very important to just put that in perspective that like we need to enjoy the process because once it's gone, it's gone. Um, so I always think about this in a way to, to try to bring myself back to the present. We're trying to build this, this, this big future um, when actually our present is, is pretty beautiful. And when I think back uh, on, on our business, um, the early days were definitely very hard. And uh, sometimes I feel like it's a miracle that, that we got past those days because it's really, really hard building a business and, and doing a startup. Um, and that's why most people quit. And that's why most startups fail. But when I think about it now, I have such fun memories of that time. It was so much fun. Um, and the little wins were so big um, back then. Um, if only I had just thought about that back then, because back then I would always think about, I can't wait until one day when X or one day when Y. 
And we, we all find this, ourselves doing this. It's, it's part of, you know, it's part of anyone who's trying to grow. We're always thinking about the future. So bringing things into the present. Um, language, the language that we use when we speak to ourselves, um, the language that we use when we speak to others. So, you know, sometimes you, you ask somebody, how are you doing? And they say, oh, I'm not too bad. And, you know, they think that they're being positive, but actually it's, it's quite a negative answer. <laughs> um, whereas some people you ask, how are you doing? And they say, I'm great, thanks. And, you know, the language that you use eventually manifests uh, the rest of, of your life. Um, so being cognizant of the language that we use on a daily basis and, and how we speak to ourselves, our self-talk is, is, is super important. Um, so, you know, speaking of these things again, I just want to reiterate, uh, it makes it sound like, sound like I'm preaching or that I, I have all this, all this stuff at 100% all the time. We're all human and, and we all um, have good days and bad days and good moments and bad moments. But the most important thing is just awareness and to be aware. Um, a really nice way to think about it is um, debits and credits or amplifiers and detractors. What am I doing that is amplifying um, amplifying me, adding to my life, increasing, um, increasing my energy, increasing my happiness? And what am I doing that is doing the opposite of that? So for me in December, uh, that, a couple of those things was like sugar, alcohol, and so I, I eliminated those um, just to, to get back on track. Uh, things that are helping to amplify me. I, I really enjoyed swimming in the sea, um, spending quality time with my kids, um, spending some alone time, like thinking about the upcoming year and what we want to do, what we want to build, who do I want to be. Those things are all adding to me. Same goes for the people that you hang around with. Some people are amplifiers and some people are detractors. There are people that you spend time with that you leave feeling better than you were before you got there. And, and there are people who have the opposite effect. And just being aware of that and cognizant of that um, really just helps. Um, also, understanding that what feels like the end of, end of the world today will be forgotten tomorrow. So... I've had so many situations where we have a challenge and at the time it really just feels like this is huge, it is terrible, it feels like the end of the world. And a week later, two weeks later, a month later, three months later, depending on what it is, it's a thing of the past. You've solved it, you've moved on. So knowing that these things pass is so important um, to help you get through them and, and just to get through them unscathed. I really enjoyed talking to you about these things today. I can speak about this for hours because I'm very interested in, in, in you know, lifestyle approaches that, that help us to be better people and better performers. Um, and I hope it adds some value to you. Uh, the next few episodes, we've got some really cool guests lined up um, from actually from different, um, from different walks of life. So, you know, we've, we've been interviewing a lot of gym owners in the past. Um, that, that, that share their story and, and different themes around that. Um, going forward, we're going to continue with that, but we might bring in um, people that, that add new elements to, to what we do on our podcast, um, whether it's business owners or visionaries in certain things or athletes or, um, and so on. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. Please share this with friends. Um, 
and we hope to keep adding value to you. Cheers.